The Witchuation Room is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Hello there, and welcome to The Witchuation Room. We're reading the Witcher series of novels by Andrzej Sapkowski. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. Uh, today we're starting in on Sword of Destiny, book two-ish. We sort think. of. I think it might be one of the later books, but like yeah. you know, whatever. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that as clearly as I can because it sounds like Sword of Destiny. You know, like like that like that Sword of Your Destiny. Sword right? of Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like what's your destiny? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my Sword of Destiny. You know, yeah. and I, actually that is kind of what Geralt's Sword of Destiny is. Anyway, <laughs> a bit yeah. Today we're covering the first story in Sword of Destiny, which is called The Bounds of Reason. Although, I think the name is wrong <laughs> based on the reading of this, this story, right? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that, trying to figure out how that was supposed to play yeah. into it. Previously, we met Geralt, the titular witcher, a monster hunter of great renown, but maybe moderate skill. He fucked and fought his way through a series of parables, ranging from Disney movies to dinner parties. He got... <laughs> He got, so, <clears throat> he got and lost a magical girlfriend, and got and lost a magical daughter. Throughout, Geralt kept his sense of humor and his life, despite the best efforts of a range of enemies, both monstrous and mundane. I, for one, am ecstatic to see where The Witcher takes us next. Did they ever say why Geralt and Yennefer broke up? No, not yet. Uh, it's, it's kind of like... They, they allude to it at a couple points, but yeah, no, not really. It's yeah, just I'm, like, I'm really curious, because... Every time, every every attitude, every story has Geralt in this attitude of like wistful pining for Yennefer, the one that got away or whatever. Yeah. And whenever he meets her, as in the story, she's like, "You fucking asshole! Why did yeah. you walk out on me? I hate you." I, I think that might be what, what that from what I can infer, that's what happened, right? Like they probably hooked it up, and he just like bolted because you know. He's but a didn't, didn't he? The the gin give him a magic wish that made them fall in love or something? I mean, is, it's a it, whole thing. Wouldn't that make it even worse if he bolted the next morning without saying goodbye? <laughs> I, guess, I guess it would. That's true. <laughs> so, the bounds of reason. Uh, we start out with some townsfolk surrounding a hole uh, wherein lies a basilisk and uh, where Geralt has gone. Yeah, so we, we talked before about how the villagers, they kind of suck. They're all kind of shitty. Yeah. And these ones are no exception. They're yeah. like, he's been in there for, what, five minutes? And they're like, well, he's probably dead. Let's yeah. loot his shit. That's a nice <laughs> horse right there. Yeah. <laughs> no way he's coming back. Yep. Uh, at the, but his stuff is prevented from being stolen by this guy who shows up. Yeah. Uh, Borch, a.k.a. Three Jackdaws. Yeah, he's, uh, he's unarmed, but he travels with a couple of hotties who are like, super well-armed. Yeah, r- ridiculous... Uh, half-naked super warrior ladies. Yeah, yeah. With tattoos. With tattoos. Sweet tattoos. Wearing animal furs. Right. Yeah, they sound they sound amazing. And then Geralt returns uh, and gets paid. He's got the basilisk, of course. Like the basilisk, that's nothing to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's he's also like not that surprised to find the villagers trying to steal his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I think maybe he was just expecting to come out here and have to kill all the villagers too he's done it before right yeah it wouldn't be the first it wouldn't be the first he's the fucking butcher of blaviken yeah remember that time he butchered all of blaviken (laughs) (laughs) Uh, then borch uh after the situation has calmed down and the villagers run away borch beheads the leader of the thieves of the villagers no borch does and one of the women oh you're right Right, because borch doesn't carry one of the zaracanians yeah there's a lot of names in this story (laughs) it's true Uh, and Geralt and Borch meet each other. Borch says, my name is Borch, but everybody calls me three jackdaws. And 
Geralt just takes that in stride. <laughs> if my name was Borch, I think I might come up with a cool nickname for myself. Too. That's a good point. Three jackdaws, while an unusual name, is way better than Borch. Yeah. Pretty sure that's a sound my dog makes right before he throws up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and knowing what we know about this guy at the end of the story, <laughs> it's very odd that he chose this name for himself. It's not a good name. It's, yeah. Maybe that's like... That's what he thinks humans sound like? Yeah. <laughs> no. It reminds me of this video where... My, was, my name is Dumbass. <laughs> it was like this this person who... This multilingual person speaking different languages as if they didn't know that language. Yeah. And English is sort of like that. Like them speaking English, it sounds like... Yeah. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. I had a friend I asked her once before she had learned English, and she was like, it sounds kind of like wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we sound like. Sure, it sounded like... Borch, borch, borch. Borch, borch, borch. Borch, 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 borch. You know, human words. <laughs> uh, but then Borch... Uh, three... I'm going to call them Three Jackdaws. Three Jackdaws is a way better name, better name yeah. yeah. Um, three Jackdaws invites Geralt uh, to party... At an inn with him that yeah. has the best food around. The yeah. pensive dragon. Yeah. And, and girls like, fuck yeah, why not? Yeah, Free food? Yeah. yeah. What am I doing? Nothing. Yeah. So at the end, uh, Three Jackdaws orders an incredible amount of food. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Gerald just takes it in stride. I like this guy's style. Yeah. This is yeah. what we're doing. He's like, this is, you know, he's like a stew and then an eel and then, like, you know, it's like. Yeah, then, then a crawfish and then that and like a keg of beer. Yeah. And just starts plowing through it. And at this point, this is when I realized that this guy is not a human. <laughs> Wait, why? No one can put away that much food. Uh, I mean, I bet I could. <laughs> they are, are you a human? <laughs> are you secretly something else? Uh, I am incredibly very human all the time. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's great because Geralt, you know, takes it in stride. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm down." They are a great team right from the start. You know, they they, they kind of Geralt kind of rolls with this. And I, and we learn why. This guy's Geralt is definitely on this guy's side of things. Yeah. Uh, three Jackdaws gives him this whole spiel about chaos and order. Yeah. Um, and how the he said Geralt is on order's side because you know there, there's always got to be a wall and there's monsters on the outside of it and someone's got to be on the wall protecting the people. And Geralt's all like, "That's that's a bunch of bullshit. I'm gonna have another beer." <laughs> <laughs> Geralt is not having it at all. But you know that's the thing, Geralt. Is, loves having these conversations and not caring about them, you know? <laughs> Boy, he kind of loves this. This is, this is totally Geralt's style. This makes yeah. him look really cool. Because yeah. Geralt says he's on no side. He's on the side with the small folk who don't care about these great things. They're just trying to survive. Yeah. Which I think, you know, I think that that tracks with what we've seen from Geralt, more or less, you know? And then Three Jackdaws leads the conversation to dragons. <laughs> yeah. Sounding Geralt out about his dragon feelings. Yeah. And Geralt, interestingly enough, says he doesn't hunt dragons. He doesn't kill dragons. Yeah. He doesn't really say why at any point in this story. He's it before, I think. Yeah. He, he kind of explains it because he says that dragons are what bring people together. Mm. Otherwise, people would be spread out everywhere, right? Uh, that's that's sort of different. Like that that's actually because because dragons create order because people have to draw together to be safe against dragons because dragons can take away a whole town. I think it was the opposite. Actually, they were saying that dragons force people to scatter because if you gather, they can burn. Yeah, are you sure? Did this happened later? If this is what you're thinking about, okay. when Yennefer says that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, yeah. She says that, like, dragons prevent towns from growing up because they, they burn them all. Okay. And then she says, babies, babies, babies. <laughs> Basically. But, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know that he specifically says in this story why he doesn't kill dragons, but I think it's essentially that he doesn't see them as monsters, right? Yeah, I, I think it's implied that they're awesome. Yeah. And he just thinks they're cool. They're just super <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, 
I get it, right? Like, yeah. if I was a super monster killer, I'd be like, dragons are, you know. But also, like, we know Geralt is always on the side of monsters, right? Even if dragons were monsters. And dragons generally don't mess with people. Yeah. They yeah. just hide off in the mountains with gold. People mess with dragons. It's the other way around. And he does say something to that effect in the story. Yeah. yeah. And they discuss the four kinds of dragons. And uh, they laugh about how golden dragons don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and but then, then, but they they get into it, and and three jackdaws is like, well, uh, well, they can't exist because they might exist, and Geralt says, they can't exist. It's a natural impossibility, you know, because that that would be like a mutation or something, and it's something that couldn't possibly reproduce itself. Therefore, it couldn't possibly exist. And hey, I don't think we're talking about dragons anymore, guys. I, the whole thing, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> I think the, I think this is a Witcher thing, right? Yeah. But are we also keeping track of how many times so far uh, Geralt has been like, that's a that monster isn't real. It's just a story, and then it totally does exist. Because I feel like this has happened several times. That is a great that's point. A point. And yeah. there's a whole thing with the devil. He's like, oh no, devils aren't real, but demons are real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Whatever, Geralt. A few yeah. times. Mm-hmm. I thought he was an expert on this stuff. Yeah, I guess it's like if if Geralt says something's not real, then it's like eighty percent chance. You're gonna, there's going to be one in this story, like yeah. in 20 pages. That's yeah. a great point, yeah. And uh, Taya and Vea, who are the two Zeracanian bodyguards, are like... Giving him hard doomy eyes. <laughs> yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. They, it's hard to tell with them because I think they're giving everyone in the tavern like murder eyes. I get the impression they're like really wanting to kill, they, kill somebody. They are, yeah. And, and Three Jackdaws is like, oh, we got to get out of here because like they're going to kill somebody. <laughs> but they're going to like kill Geralt's pants or something. You know, they're... Yeah. they're they're totally into him because everybody's super into him. Well, I mean, he, he th- does allow it in this conversation as how uh, he can't get anybody pregnant. You know, he he brings that up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you know, honestly, like can't get diseases, can't get anyone pregnant. So, you know, that's a thing. Just <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there in case anyone cares. And yeah. the warriors are like, fuck yeah, I <laughs> like what I'm hearing. Uh, they put a lot of beers down though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I these guys, these bodyguards, these are kind of. When we first started reading The Witcher, this is exactly what I expected the whole thing to be like. Mm-hmm. They're like booby chicks wearing half armor who exist just to be like sex objects for Geralt and who are super into him. Yeah. Uh, and like, why are they... Everybody else in the story wears full armor, right, when they mm-hmm. fight, but these guys don't because because they're just they're, like this weird trope. It's because they're, they're Zeracanian, Jeff. Duh. <laughs> Zeracanians fight with their do- their boobs out, okay? <laughs> it's a cultural thing. <laughs> it's true. Another cultural thing is that they worship dragons. That comes up. Probably not related they're to Probably not, not important. <laughs> and uh, then uh, the conversation winding down. Uh-huh. So Three Jackdaws says, uh, Hey, bartender, you got any four-person tubs <laughs> for us to have a big sex party in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Geralt's like, Yes, I will. (laughs) All right, that's what we're doing. So, okay. Yeah, how are you going to turn down an invitation like that, right? Some... On some occasions, you can see the appeal of the Witcher lifestyle. (laughs) You didn't even do anything. These people came on to him. You want to have a foursome in a hot tub? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of (laughs) do. I'm feeling that right now. Yeah. Crawfish is sitting right. Let's get in the tub. (laughs) So, uh... The next day or so, Geralt and three jackdaws and his crew come to a bridge, which is being blocked off by soldiers. Yep. And guess who they run into? Hey! It's the old friend Dandelion. Yeah. He's there waiting, too. And he's always got his finger on the local, uh, on the pulse of the local gossip, so they, they're like, hey, what's the, what's the deal, man? Mm-hmm. He tells them the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as, as what, I'm sure that's how it's said in the original Polish. Uh-huh. 
And uh, while they're waiting, it's it's like halfway to noon, so uh, three jackdaws sends the girls back to town for another keg of beer. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's get thirsty. Party. Yeah, yeah. But Dandelion gives them the story. A dragon was encountered near the town of Bearfield. A green dragon, in case it matters. Uh, it kind of messed with them a little bit, ate some sheep, and the townsfolk poisoned it. Yeah. Uh, a guy s- named Sheepbagger. Sheepbagger. <laughs> <laughs> a city villager named Sheepbagger. Yeah, some jerk uh, poisoned it. I, I don't know. I mean, Sheepbagger doesn't turn out to be a great guy, but, you know, there's a dragon, right? The dragon scared your washerwomen. It's, yeah, but, I mean, the dragon's not really hurting anybody, right? It's just eating some livestock. Eating some livestock. I mean, it's hurting their livelihood. Uh, I suppose that's true. But they poison the dragon, and, and it manages to stagger off into the mountains. And the local king, for political reasons and for uh, economic reasons, wants has called every all the local dragon hunters in to go get a piece of that dragon and get the dragon's loot. Yeah, it's like noble, uh, you know, glory bullshit stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Geralt is not interested in that at all. Nope, he's like, not important. <laughs> but I do like the bit where they're talking about, <laughs> like, who, like, well, who'd he get? And they're like, uh, Ike of Denesel, and Geralt's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, he's a prick, good fighter, though. Yeah. And the Primfrid Reavers, and he's like, oh, they'll take, he's, Geralt's like, oh, they'll take care of it. And uh, Jasper Zigran, the the dwarf, Geralt's like, don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. I love this, like, this shock talk bit that they're doing. We're like, oh, yeah, I know them, I know his crew. We work with them, work with them over there, don't like that guy, I do like that guy. They're it must be a business. really small world. Well, it's monster hunting, right? Yeah, it's a uh, you know game development is that way, or it used to be more so. That uh, it's it's a big business, but it's a small industry, right? Mm-hmm. There are only like a few thousand people in it, so you tend to know a lot of. Okay, them. makes yeah. sense. It's it's you're usually like two degrees of separation away from everybody. I, I was really enjoying this like uh, dragon slaying crew backstory thing. Yeah, this is really neat, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. Would, I would watch a movie about these guys. Yeah, the the, the it, when they're talking about Yarp and Zegrin. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you've probably heard of uh, Octavus. He's like, oh, yeah, the dragon's like, well, Yarpin killed Octavus. He's like, oh, okay. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that's, that's cred. I get, yeah. I get that. And then a, a late arriving guy, uh, Dora Gray, who is a, a wizard who has come to, to be part of this dragon thing. And also Yennefer has gone across the bridge. And, and as soon as they say Yennefer, girl's like, okay, I guess we yeah, gotta go. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, we're going yeah. across the bridge. Yeah. Because up to this point, he wasn't interested. Uh, and then they, uh, three jackdaws and Dora Gray combine to get them across the bridge past the, the soldiers blocking it. Uh, three jackdaws gets the captain, the decurion, super drunk, and then <laughs> Dora Gray just blows up a tree. Uh-huh. Like, uh, so if you don't let us through, maybe I'll blow you up. <laughs> and they're like, oh, right this way, sir. <laughs> yeah, bribery, flattery, and some threats of magical explosion. Yeah, and so their their crew they they head on in. Uh, then the next bit we get is Geralt and that crew have joined up with all those other people we just met, uh-huh. hanging out in a campfire yeah. with the king and whatnot, who are all there on their big old dragon slaying crew heading into the mountains. Uh, these guys are pretty fun. Yeah, I, 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 again, I love this bit where they're just like, they're, this is the characterization of these various crews, and we get to meet them, and their their personalities are all very different. You know, we've got Ike, who's like this, you know, this this uh, holy warrior and doesn't do it for the money and everyone kind of thinks that's dumb. Yeah. You've got the Reavers and they're kind of, they're, they're clearly like very like businessy, right? They're like, you know, yeah. cold, they, but you know, they at do At one point shit. they're, they're asking like, what kind of, what kind of breath does this dragon have? Is it fire? Is it steam? Like, and they're, and they're rummaging through their equipment. Like they got, they got a plan for this stuff, right? Yeah. They're like a plumber getting the stuff out of the van that they need to fix this, fix this dragon problem. Uh, the one thing they all seem to have in common is they hate sorcerers. They do. They, I, yeah. I can see why, actually. I think every sorcerer we've met has been 
kind of an asshole, yeah, right? Piece of crap. Yeah. So far, right? Uh, and they're super rude to Jennifer, uh, which is, you know, she comes and visits their fire. They also talk a lot about how uh, the deal they have, you know, they're talking about whoever gets the kill on the dragon gets half the loot, and, and they break it up very professionally. Uh, although they're, I will say that their division of the goods does seem to heavily favor the, uh, the dragon hunter side. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. And, uh, and Yennefer kind of, he, she wants the dragon hunters to piss off and they want her to piss off because they, they don't want a wizard to come in and just do all the magic for them and, and beat the dragon. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Yennefer and Geralt go and see each other in private. Uh-huh. And uh, Geralt kind of tries to come on to Yennefer a little bit. Come on, baby. Let's, you know, Wait, let's get together again. Section, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, and Yennefer is, acts like a crazy scorned woman. Yeah, well, Jen, I mean, like, like he flies off the handle. Out. Yeah, he crashes and burns hard. I, I it, it clearly, clearly, he's missing some context here, or doesn't like make a connection. Because yeah, she is not into this at all. Yeah, this this to me is a huge question mark because Jennifer has been pretty mean to him. Generally, the last yeah. few times they've met. So why is he still chasing her around? Because uh, she's he she just smells can't quit her. she smells like schnozberries or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he basically says he came here just for her, right? Just because he heard that she was here, and she's like, "Well, fuck off." Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't understand why he doesn't fuck off. Yeah, uh, not yet, yeah, not just fuck off, but I will kill you and mutilate you. I, I think there's yeah, some yeah. threats of violence and mutilation, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, uh, Geralt somehow takes this to mean like there's a chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, there's something about this relationship I don't understand. Yeah. Then uh, we see them all in the caravan on the mountain trails, and and Geralt, in a very kind of Canterbury Tales kind of way, has a chat with just every, just about everybody in the party. Yeah. Uh, first, he talks to the king's lieutenant guy, uh, who tells him to stay out of the way or else, because he knows he doesn't fight dragons. So, what's going on? Uh, then he talks to that wizard guy, Doragaray, and he says that killing monsters is bad because the world is in equilibrium, and if you do anything to upset the equilibrium, that's bad. It, it degrades. It degenerates the the people, even though if you're killing the monsters. Yeah, this this is an interesting conversation. This the the king's seneschal or whatever seems to think that Geralt is likely to side with the dragon, and you know, in this moment, I was like, Geralt does do that, you he know, does, very yeah. likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a, he has a history, right? Um, but yeah, it's uh, Dora Gary who's talking about monsters being just part of the natural balance. Yeah, this guy's probably a vegan, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, uh, and Geralt takes this as an opportunity to reject yet another ideology. Yep. I'm too cool for that. Yeah. Uh, Yennefer, uh, not surprisingly, is not so much in the conservationist bandwagon, right? Yeah, Yennefer spits some philosophy that I found surprising. Uh-huh. <laughs> she says that the dragons are the ultimate enemy of humankind uh-huh. because they breathe fire, and fire burns down cities. And that's bad because humans need to get into cities because that's in cities, women can have the most babies. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Was a little twisted. Yeah. Yeah. That like, huh? But there's also some hint that maybe Yennefer's like got some ulterior motives. I think they mentioned like the goldsmiths or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. Also, Gerald mentioned that. Yeah, she's. He thinks that there's all these dragons getting slain, but those golden gems don't find themselves onto the market because I guess he he follows the spot price of gold and whatnot. Sure. And and the implication is that Yennefer or other sorcerers work for the goldsmiths and go in and take the loot to not crash the gold economy yeah uh i you know i can't i don't know if this is a crazy conspiracy theory or not i could actually kind of think it could be legit I think it could be like so the sorcerers are like de beers kind of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know artificial scarcity yeah uh 
the, the, this, but Jennifer is just baby crazy this whole time. Because yeah. as we have as we reestablished, she can't have babies because sorceresses give that up. And is part of becoming a sorceress. But she doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ike is there. Uh, I kind of like Ike. He's funny. Yeah. But he, he doesn't talk to Geralt, but they just give each other the stink eye. Because yeah. they just hate <laughs> each other. Yeah, yeah. Ike does not like Geralt. Yeah. And Geralt just... I don't think he really gives a shit about Ike, honestly. Well, he says he doesn't like him because he kills monsters for free. And that, that drives down the price for everybody. Right? <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Bad for business. Yeah. And then three jackdaws and Geralt have an interesting conversation... Where Geralt, Geralt has no stated reason to be here, right? Yeah. Like, he, he's chasing Yennefer, but that's not going to happen. And, and Three Jackdaws and Geralt kind of discuss the fact that he's just drawn to these people because they're the only people that don't treat him like a monster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just, these are all kind of outsiders, too. It does kind of make sense. You know, Geralt, we've seen the way that Geralt interacts with normies, and it's not, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, Three Jackdaws philosophizes that they all have a destination, which I think is... Maybe it has something to do with Geralt's sort of destiny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, and, and Three Jackdaws tells him to go to the front of the party. Yeah. He stares at the mountainside for a while and then says, stay here. No, wait. Go to the front. Maybe it's better that way. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what he talks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then Geralt goes to the front of the party and, oh, no, there's a mountain slide <laughs> right where the caravan was. Yeah. And there's a neat little action scene uh, where they're all trying to get off the, get over this bridge, over the ravine in time before the mountain slide takes them all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Geralt and Yennefer almost die in the ravine, but uh, Geralt is able to, to protect her. She's able to protect him. They kind of work together. And then they are rescued by a magical rope. Eventually. Eventually. There, there's, a, there's a whole point where they're hanging from the side, <laughs> and everyone's talking about whether or not to rescue them. <laughs> and Dandelion's like, come on, somebody rescue them, you know? Yeah, like, and they're all like, they could hear him talking like, it would be pretty nice if they just died. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but eventually a magical rope comes in and rescues them. Right. And it was Ike. Yep, Ike with the magical rope. Because he's just crazy. That's why yeah. he did it. Yeah. Well, because I rescue everybody. That's what I do. Okay, Ike. But thank you. Uh, speaking of Ike, uh, he just goes on this, like, rant at, at this point, right? Yeah. Like, About, like... Uh, seven-headed dragons being ridden by like a mega Jezebel, a mega bell, if you will. Yeah, like the mark of the beast on her forehead and a golden chalice or whatever. Yeah. And, and Dandelion's like, like, oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, the <laughs> ultimate whoredom. It's Cilia, the wife of the alderman of Summerhall. <laughs> <laughs> Dandelion's so great. He's I know, pretty funny. I love him. Uh, I, I liked everybody's reaction to Ike here, where they're, he's like, like he just started speaking in tongues. They're like, oh, what is, what is, what are you even saying? Like, this doesn't make any sense, dude. Yeah. Nope. Uh, but he's like, Ike talks about how he hates witches and he hates sorcerers and he hates witchers and he hates basically everybody. Yeah. And that's why he kills monsters because they're unholy. Uh, but there's a dragon sighting, a gold dragon, which they all they all do comical double takes to. Okay, okay, what? Because those are impossible. Yeah. The edge of possibility. Wait, what? Yeah, the, the limits of possibility are the, the phrase that keeps coming up throughout this whole book. But it's, it's not the name of the story. Yes, I feel like the story was translated, the title was translated by different things. The story has yeah. got to be the limits of possibility. They yeah. say it like ten times. No, it's yeah. called the bound of reason. <laughs> because, you know, reasons. And the things that are beyond the limit of possibility are golden dragons and witchers having babies. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, I think sorcerers is having babies. And so these yeah. things are all... Beyond their own possibility. Yeah. yeah. And... <laughs> So they're all staring at the dragon when it challenges them to a duel. Yeah. So this <laughs> dragon is both intelligent and telepathic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I thought it was a neat bit where, where Yennefer's like, it doesn't have a mouth for talking, so it's got to be magic so it can read our thoughts, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. sure. Yeah, we'll fight it anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it? <laughs> it's funny because the dragon challenges them to an honorable knightly duel, but most of the crew is not honorable that's, at that's all. Not, that's not their thing. No, no, yeah. no. They're, nope. They're like, well, maybe you go to sleep first, and then, then we see what's what. <laughs> <laughs> But it just so happens they do have an honorable knight with them. Yeah. So <laughs> he's like, I'm up for a knightly duel. It's Ike's time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like talking. It's like, is he going to be all right? He's going to be fine. <laughs> like, like, Ike's kind of an asshole, so nobody's going to like stop him right. from going to ride in this sure death situation, right? And then they all get out their camp chairs and popcorn or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right up to this. We don't know what a gold dragon is. Let's find out. Yeah, and, and what it does is, is kick the crap out of Ike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he charges it, and it just it's too fast and smart for him. It, like, I think it kills his horse. I don't know. It smashes him to the ground. Seems like it kills his horse, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the dwarf guy is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's really funny, actually. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of the dwarf, like, there's part of the whole nightly challenge thing is that there has to be a, a herald, and the dwarf volunteers to be the herald, <laughs> and he gives this, this terrible speech. It's so good. I, I don't know. I thought it was, I mean, he didn't use the right language, but I thought he hit all the high points. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, he yelled, putting his hands on his hips. You fucking dragon, you. <laughs> Listen to what this herald has to say. That means me. The first one to take you on and honorably, honorably will be the meandering knight, Ike of Denizel. He, he will stick his lance in your paunch, according to the holy custom, to your confusion, and to the joy of poor virgins and King Nidomir, because he's kind of like riffing on what's, uh, what the knight said. It will be a fair fight and honorable. Breathing fire is not allowed. And you may only lambast the other confessionally, because it's a conventional. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't know the word convention. <laughs> yeah. Until the other gives up the ghost or expires, which we sincerely wish on you. Understood, dragon? <laughs> and the dragon's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> in terms of like the, the herald, heraldic declamations that you hear in, in ancient poems of chivalry, uh, it was dead on, right? I, I, honestly, I think this maybe, is the, maybe the best one I've ever heard. Yeah, really good. Hit yeah. all the high points. Yeah. Did the job. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they are down one honorable knight now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as Jennifer examines him and finds him to be super busted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that armor is totally messed up. Yeah. Like, no way. Yeah. Your legs are broken too, I think, man. Sorry. Oh, your spine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and she tries to get Geralt to go after the dragon she at this does. point. She does. She tries to use her appeal to Geralt to get him to kill the dragon. Yeah. He, you know, but, uh, and he, and he she just, says that what, she, what she's here for is that she thinks... She can trade the scale, the, the height of a golden dragon to somebody that can give her the ability to have babies again. Yep. Uh, which I'm really tired of hearing about this. Yeah. Yes. I, to be honest. I uh, it, it's always always struck me as a little weird, but you know whatever. I, I think Yennefer is a cool character, except for when she's talking about her baby fever, yeah. which is eighty percent of the time. Yeah, it's a bummer. Hopefully yeah. she gets over it. But Geralt won't go for it. He says, "No, nah, no, nah, sorry." Yeah, Geralt won't do that. He's he's got principles, right? Mm -hmm. Man got to have a code. But then a bunch of things happen uh, all at once. The king decides to leave. Yeah, he's just like, I'm bored with this. Yeah, like he's, he's like, I get totally killed. And he's like, oh, I don't feel like being here anymore. Yeah. I'm chosen as the king to lead. Yeah, he can, and he can do that because he's the king. <laughs> His little uh, Seneschal guy is like, but what about the kingdom? He's like, I already conquered that kingdom. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... That's odd, because I thought that was the, the inciting drive for all these people to be here. But okay, whatever. They're there for the money. And then there's a, a general melee as everybody 
tries to kill the dragon, except for Geralt and Dandelion, yeah. and Dorigare, that wizard. Yeah, so Geralt, Dandelion, and Dorigare are against all the dragon hunters yeah, all of a sudden. They, they try and fight the dragon hunters, but uh, Yennefer just zaps them. Yeah, it does not go well. You know, like, yeah, he, I, he, I know Geralt's supposed to be... these guys. Well, I was wondering, was like, <laughs> Geralt's just like, mutant super soldiers, like, oh, these guys are fucked, and then no, Yennefer comes and zorches him, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, then they're, she, they're then, bound to a wagon. Yeah, they're tied up, and then before Yennefer tells, uh, then Yennefer tells these guys to get out of there, but they grab her uh-huh. before she can react. A triple cross, I guess. I guess, yeah. Smack her in the head with and a steel ball. Yeah, hit, yeah, <laughs> whacks her in the head with a steel ball, uh, and then ties her up and uh, rips up her shirt. And, so you can see her boobies. Yeah, uh-huh. and sexually assaults her. Uh, and then threatens to come back and rape her later. Yeah, yeah, informs her that that's going to happen later, um, and then ties her up too while they go to fight the dragon. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but uh, and Dandelion throughout the whole rest of this chapter talks stares about at her boobs. stares at her boobs and talks about it constantly and how he's going to compose a ballad specifically about her boobs. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I don't think that's very cool. Yeah, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but this this is interrupted again because the dragon has not waited for them to approach yeah, and he, sort of pokes his head over the hill like hey it's fight time guys <laughs> yeah I decided I decided I wasn't going to just sit here and you know, I'm a dragon <laughs> yeah you, you guys know I can read your minds right? <laughs> and he just like trounces the entire dragon hunting crew yeah just totally totally uh, scatters them yeah like, supernatural speed and cunning takes them right out yeah uh, he, he does mention his name as he's talking to them which I'm going to try and say Villain Tretton Merch. Or Villain Tretton Merch. Villain Tretton Merch. Villain Tretton Merch. That's quite a name. Vill- yes. Villain Tretton Mirth. Vill- Villain Tretton Mirth. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, he sees to the hunters. The hunters all charge away or, or run away because uh, they're not prepared for this. They don't know what the dragon even breathes. Uh, then an army of villagers attacks the dragon. And the dragon heads off to deal with them, but not before it gives a baby dragon to Geralt and Yennefer yeah. to take care of. Yeah. And the dragon almost gets got by these villagers. These yeah. villagers are the most successful dragon slayers. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> the story. Right yeah, there. yeah. Like all of, all of these other dragon hunters just get like, uh, you know what it is. And like the, like the sheepbagger is constantly talking like, let's let's poison it again. Let's find some poison. Yeah. Put it in something. Wants yeah. to eat. Poison it again. <laughs> when Ike goes to fight it, he's like, we should have stuffed some poison in it first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, That's this guy's great. got. I mean, he's got one trick and it seems to work, right? <laughs> he gets closer than anybody else by a sight, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, he, you, he does almost kill that one dragon. You know, the problem is that the gold dragon is used to fighting dragon hunters. He's not used to fighting a rabble of fucking morons. <laughs> he's, like, he's trying to read their minds. He's like, it's all stupid. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's true. Like, he's not, dragon's not trained in dragon versus wagon combat. Because <laughs> yeah. they like, roll around in wagons and throw nets at him. Yeah, I, you'd think he would because, you know, they, they rhyme, but no. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. Dragon Dragon wagons. wagons. <laughs> little, little <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah, uh, they actually do a great job. They entangle him in a net, and they're gonna club him to death. Yeah, but then Geralt helps Yennefer get free, uh-huh. uh, and the Zeracanians show up. Yes, and the Zeracanians show up, and they they uh, massacre all the villagers. Yeah, yeah. Turn, I, I, I think so. Yennefer gets her feet free and casts spells with her feet. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know she could do that, but she can. Yeah. and she turns them into like frogs. She like dissolves their wagons. She, she has mm-hmm. like a. Yeah, some, some wild stuff. That did not seem like a temporary frog spell. That seemed like oh, those guys. Yeah. No, I frogs. think those are frogs forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Zeracanians behead a bunch of them, and uh, the dragon, villain Tretton Merth himself, eats car eats sheepbagger. 
which yep. is uh, kind of sad because she bigger had to figure it out, I think. <laughs> you know? It was effective. Yeah. If I, that king was looking clearly, he would have known that Sheepbagger was the was the VIP of that dragon hunting. And that's the thing. You know, like everyone was dumping on Sheepbagger throughout this entire story. That guy got shit done. <laughs> he did. He really did. <laughs> Even though what he got done in this case was uh, feed that dragon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. D- didn't end up working out in the end. But yeah, so I guess uh, I guess that's a, a depopulated village, right? Like the, was that all the villagers? I, I yeah, right. This, how many people were I in the village? Village is gonna be real empty from yeah. now on. Bear, bear, ooh, it's called Bearfield. Bearfield. Oh. Now it's extra bear, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of right in the name, isn't it? So then, after the battle, uh, it turns out, guys, guys, it turns out, guess what? What? <gasps> Three jackdaws was the dragon. Wait, no. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, three jackdaws was a human. I don't understand. <laughs> no, no, no. If, if you reread it very carefully, <laughs> they never actually say he's a human. <laughs> he's actually a tentacle with, with a, a hat on. A tentacle. No, no. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> <off> the doorway. <laughs> so what? What it is is it's his tail. They, he, he's got his tail stuck in. He, he had the Zeracanians draw like a face on it. Yeah, <laughs> just the tail. Just yeah. in the, a really friendly face. Yeah, <laughs> it seems so friendly. They never noticed that his mouth was never moving. It's because he's telepathic. That's why he ordered all that food. Like every time he talked, he would just smash the mouth where his, <laughs> where his mouth hole should be so no one sees that it's not moving. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, so the dragon is, of course, three jackdaws. The strange acting guy who kind of brought Geralt into this whole thing. Uh, and never had a reason for actually being there, and the dragon worshippers were hanging around with. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any. I, I mean, like I never. Yeah, it's wow, wow, yeah, yeah. left field, right? But it's cool. Uh, no, it, it is cool. Honestly, I, I really like this guy. I'm yeah, a fan. and he sits there and he chats with them a bit, uh, and he says he kind of implies that he's sort of a dragon witcher. Yes, I thought that was. Yeah. It, not only is he a dragon witcher, but his payment for doing this particular job was that baby dragon. Because he's taking on a, a, a ward, essentially. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, just like Geralt. Just like Geralt. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Ger- he's Geralt. <laughs> he's totally Geralt. The dragon is Geralt. <laughs> he's, he's a special kind of dragon, you know, there's only one like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks he's, he's not, he's like a myth and everybody underestimates him. Yeah. Uh, and he's super badass in a fight. And he, and like, where Geralt shows up to protect people from monsters, like this dragon showed up to protect the other dragon from humans, which are the monsters of dragons. He says something like that. He's like, yeah. you know, for you know, for dragons, humans are monsters. It's like, oh. Yeah, and he's also, and he's like, and now I've got a kid, so it seems like the limits of impossibility can be surpassed. He says, glancing meaningfully at Geralt and Yennefer, neither of whom pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then he flies away. Yeah, and then he's like, okay, peace out. So. That's cool. And then Yennefer and Geralt uh, smooch. Yeah, they make out of For some reason. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't see that anything has changed in their relationship, but and now they're smoochy. She casts the spells with her foot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He's super into it. You, you know what it was? The baby dragon. That's what turned it all around. You know, Yennefer was against the dragon until that little baby dragon showed up. And she's like, this is the cutest fucking thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I would die for this baby dragon. Yeah, no, I, just, I just met him and I would die for him. <laughs> Which I get. I'd probably be the same way. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I was wondering, too, like, what, if Yennefer wants a baby so much, adopt a kid. This is a harsh fantasy world where people, kids are orphaned all the time. Yeah. Start a school, start an orphanage or something. Be like, uh, what is it, Alexander Hamilton's wife after he died you know yeah. like there, there, there's a solution that you can have a family that's not the fruit of your loins mm-hmm. uh, but that does not occur to them at all yet yet maybe eventually yeah maybe they'll get there 
someday. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, so that's that. That's the the crap. What is it called? I even forgot. The, not the, the bounds, bounds of the reason. Bounds of reason. Yeah. The, the edge of possibility. Of uh, this was this was interesting. Like I can I can see why people like it, but I, I felt like the things I liked about it were really good, and the things I didn't like about it were really bad. Yeah, uh, I I, um, I actually was excited to see this story. Uh, so I've, as I haven't read these books before, but I've seen the series, and the series at many points steals these stories, steals adapts these stories whole cloth, and this is one of them. Um, it's it is quite different in in like the, how the the how everything falls but the you know that's it's the same thing there's the guy he meets on the road ends up being a golden dragon uh <laughs> the dwarves uh are actually they actually end up siding with Geralt. but this story was a lot of fun in the show and i and i appreciate it for the same reasons these dragon hunter characters are all kind of fun and interesting and yeah I along like the road you get to, you get to meet them and they're they're great you know mm-hmm. yeah i liked I like the, the wizard guy, Dorgaray. Yeah. He's, he's just a prick, right? Yeah. And, and, and like even when he first shows up, like, and he showed up and he looked at all us with this stupid prick look on his face. And he immediately <laughs> knew he was a prick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he, and he kind of was. And he totally was, except like in, in the end, he throws down, he's on the right side. You it's know? true. It's true. He, he buys into his own ideology. I mean, he doesn't like Geralt, though, because Geralt hunts monsters and he likes all the monsters, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. Why don't you just marry him? <laughs> Why don't you marry him? He probably would. He would. He probably has. Oh shit! He's. Do you think he's like? He's a guy who bones the monsters, right? I mean, I mean, right? I Some mean, of the monsters he just are hot though. a dragon in that hot tub. Oh man, That's you're right. Geralt bones monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. I mean, we don't know everything that happened there, but uh, you know, I think, I, I think everything did happen. I, yeah. I, I I feel like you know Geralt's uh, essentially an immortal, and if you're an immortal, like you 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 quit you know getting hung up on these like lines and boundaries like you know what what you're into what you're not into you know you try a little bit of everything right so mm-hmm. if you get the opportunity to fuck a dragon in a hot tub you fuck a dragon in a hot tub that's what i'm saying you know i would that, i haven't done that one yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know the 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 tna part of it yeah always jumps out at me like oh whoa oh, i forgot this that's in these stories yeah i've I, read a lot of like sword and sorcery stories which have a lot of that stuff and it doesn't at least stand out as me. I wonder if, much. to some degree, uh, so it feels like Andres Sapkowski is poking fun at a lot of the more traditional stories, and I wonder if that's almost the the point of this. Is it's like there's always a point when that happens, so he like makes it almost like schlocky a little bit. It's like, Maybe oh, here's it. the part where the boobs come out. You know, no, that would yeah. make sense. The, the Zerikanians felt like they came from a different story. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because this is they sort of like should have. Yeah, yeah. This is sort of like gritty fantasy, where everybody wears armor and you know worries about getting cut because they don't want to get infected and die. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're wearing like boob armor, right? <laughs> yeah, because there always is somebody who's just wearing boob armor, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that that continues to be the thing. But um, yeah, overall, interesting, different. You know, what do you think, Alice? Um, not my not my cup of tea. Yeah, not, not for you. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, there were some funny parts, but everybody was very unlikable, and there was a lot of just talking, a lot of dialogue. Yeah, it, mostly dialogue. You're right. It was like all dialogue when I, when I was trying to write the recap for it. Yeah, less action. There's that, that scene where Geralt just talks to everybody in the caravan yep. one after the other. Yeah. yeah. And I, but I mean, I get why, right? Like that was the, the point of this story in some ways was like the, the interesting characters. And so that's, that's the way you introduce them is you have somebody go around and interact with all of them. So you can be like, oh yeah, these are the guys who are like, 
you know, the, the, the foul mouth dwarfs. This is the guy who's like the religious zealot. And these are the guys who are just like, just there to get paid. You know, it's like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how you do that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It was a lot of like walking and talking kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to talk about the next story, the second story in Sword of Destiny. A shard of ice. A shard of ice. A shard of ice? <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I am Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I don't have any of those things. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. That's the Witchuation. Witchuation.